You're listening to VO Stories, episode 68. With Mother's Day this coming Sunday, I wanted to have an episode about and for VO Mamas. Stay tuned for more. Hi, I'm Tina Zaremba, voiceover talent, mentor, and good old-fashioned storyteller. I believe we all have a story to tell, and we can all learn from one another. I created this podcast for you, the VO artist, who's ready to embrace all that your VO journey has to offer. You'll be inspired, informed, and transformed as you learn from industry experts, VO talents, and my insights from 15 years in the industry, having voiced national commercials to promos and everything in between. Success in voiceovers is more than just a snazzy voice, and this podcast will help show you the way. Thanks for listening. Happy Thursday, my VO peeps. As I mentioned, I wanted to celebrate VO mamas, but also find out how we do it. There's a balancing act, or a crazy act in the case of my life, when it comes to working in voiceovers, as well as wanting to be there for your kiddos. So I asked some voiceover moms the question, how do you balance voiceovers and motherhood? We're going to start by hearing from Kristen Price. Hi, my name is Kristen Price. I live in New York City, and I have been a professional voice actor since 2005. I'm also the mom of a a four-and-a-half-year-old. So I started thinking about balancing voiceover and motherhood as soon as I got pregnant um, because I also do on-camera work, and I had to tell my agents pretty quickly that I was pregnant because I started to show. So that work went away pretty quickly, uh, and I was really worried that as I got closer and closer to actually having the baby, I would lose long-term clients, they would recast, they wouldn't wait for me, and my agents would get upset. I actually found out that everyone was very accommodating. Uh, I had several commercial and narration clients who quite happily just put things on hold, and that was great. Um, I actually had an agent try to send me on something two days after I gave birth. And I had to say, okay, I need a little more time than that, but thanks for coming back. And then I also found out that the casting directors here in New York were really happy to have a baby come along. And uh, for the first few months, he was, my son was very accommodating and just slept in a carrier when I was auditioning. And I was really easily able to bring him to bookings and have somebody just watch him. Once he got mobile, it was um, a big adjustment because then I had to be a lot more on top of childcare. We ended up uh, going full time with childcare, first with just a nanny and then with daycare several times a week combined with a nanny. And that had to be the way it was because we couldn't just have someone on call for if I happened to book work. So some days the nanny was there or he was at daycare and I didn't have a lot to do. Some days I was busy the entire day. Fortunately, I have a home recording booth and that's really the only way I was able to work consistently. I actually hopped in and did a pickup for something right after I got back from the hospital. Boy, it was such a relief to be able to breathe again. I'm sure everyone in voiceover who's been pregnant knows the last trimester, you can't freaking breathe. So it was a huge relief to just open my mouth and be able to breathe again. Uh, So anyway, now that he's four and a half, he's in pre-K, I have a really set schedule. He starts his day at nine, 
The school bus drops him off at 3.45. It's a nice long pre-K day. And that's my work day. And I just know I have to get everything done in that amount of time. If I have an audition that comes in later than that, I'll maybe pick him up from school and bring him with me. Or I'll ask a neighbor to watch him uh, until I can get home. And it's it's been working. It's tough. It's stressful because there are absolutely times when there isn't anyone to pick him up from the bus and I have to beg for another audition appointment. But for the most part, this this happens. You make it work. And home studios are a total blessing for having a full-time career and having a kid. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. Yes. Kristen, being able to breathe again after that last trimester, oh my God, that was a godsend. And I could not agree more that home studios are a blessing for being a mom and a voiceover artist too. Next, we've got Rachel Fulginetti. Hi, this is Rachel Fulginetti from Los Angeles, California. And how I balance being a mom with my voiceover career is I have very clear boundaries in place about my time. So my daughter is three and she goes to daycare and I do not work before I take her to daycare or after I pick her up from daycare in the afternoon and I don't work on weekends. And setting those boundaries uh, has been really amazing both for our family life and also for me as a as a freelancer because um, before I had children, there were no sort of boundaries in place and uh, I would find myself doing favors for clients after hours or working on the weekends. I don't do that anymore. That's my family time, and it's really sacred to me. So that's how I do it. Thanks. Boundaries. Girl, that is the key. I'll be truthful. I'm still working on that whole boundary thing, but could not agree more. If you want to be there as a mom and stay sane, establishing clear boundaries is essential. Now listen in to another Rachel the lovely Rachel Porter. Hi, my name is Rachel Porter, and I live in Kansas City. And how long I've been in voiceover? Man, I feel like that's actually a little bit tricky of a question for me. I started in the summer of 2015. We had just adopted our third child. Um, Got my home studio set up with a friend, booked a couple jobs, really liked it. And then I was like, what am I doing? Like, I have a newborn. I'm going to hit pause on this. And so I picked it up again at the beginning of 2018. So I've been doing it about 15, 16 months again. Um, So yeah, it's been an exciting journey. It's been a hard journey. Um, Balancing that with motherhood. Such a hard, tricky question that obviously there's not a perfect answer to. Um, For me, it's a lot of grace. It's a lot of intentionality. Um, It's a lot of not comparing myself to other women and what they might be doing and what life stage they're in with their kids. I don't know who says this quote, but comparison is the thief of joy. I have to remind myself of that. For me, I have a four-year-old who's my youngest, so she hasn't quite gone to kindergarten. I do know my daily routine will look different when she's at school full time. But right now, you know, I can pop in to my studio closet for an audition, take five minutes, whether she's playing a game or reading a book or watching a quick show. So that's part of what I love about voiceovers, the flexibility and how you can do little chunks here and there. There's other times where I can spend larger chunks when she is in preschool. I try when my kids are home to be fully present with them and not just be on my email constantly, which is hard in our industry. So, you know, I think the whole idea of the perfect balance is is kind of elusive. 
And I know that's going to look different for everyone. So I think the biggest piece for me is just showing myself grace, showing up, writing down some goals, and then just taking it week by week and just enjoying where I'm at in the voiceover process and enjoying where I'm at with my kids. So there you go. That's a little bit of my story. I like Rachel's tenderness with herself, having grace throughout her day and being intentional. I know that I've mentioned in the past that I start my mornings being quiet, having a glass of lemon water and doing self-hypnosis. That, for me, is my time to set the day and be intentional. Now next, we've got Jennifer Knight. Hey, Tina, it's Jennifer Knight. Um, I'm in Napa, California, and I've been in voiceovers for about 10 years. Um, Thanks for asking the question, how do I manage voiceovers and motherhood? Sometimes well, sometimes not so well. Uh, But I think the overall guiding principle in, in mothering for me is to just know my true north, trust my gut, not be afraid to course correct when something isn't working. And that happens, that happens a lot. You know, with every, with every age or new stage um, of our kids, things, you know, your life can look completely different. Um, and if there's unhappiness or frustration that goes along with that, I just kind of take that as information telling me there's, there's probably a better way. So sometimes you have to make a shift, course correct. That can take courage or maybe even a leap of faith. But in my life, when I've done that, it's paid dividends. I just I think back about when I got pregnant with my first child, and I had an overwhelming knowing that my job in healthcare just wasn't going to work for me anymore in this new role. So it was already an exciting time. Everything was changing. We were welcoming a new baby. So I thought, why not? Why not just have a career shift in the midst of all of that? Uh, so I began, I began training as a voice actor. And 10 years later, here I am best decision ever. The other thing I try to do is just stay really flexible. I I don't believe you can do it all or I don't believe you can do it all well. So for me, I feel like there's just seasons in my life, you know, times when I'm just killing it as a homemaker. The groceries are in the house, the meals are planned, floors are vacuumed. And then other times when I've got all my auditions done, my inbox is managed, my newsletter's written, social media's handled. But it's not often that all of that is happening at the same time. So um, that's something I've really had to get used to. I'm kind of a perfectionist, which doesn't always work in my favor. But um, trying to stay flexible and realizing that maybe this week my career is really on point and next week I'll be, you know, a picture-perfect homemaker. Um, Just staying flexible is important. Uh, And then just try not to compare. You know, everyone's different. There's no one measure of success in motherhood or in a family. I'm a working mom, and that comes with some really great stuff. I, I love that my daughter gets to see me earning money and running a business, but I can't be at every school pickup or pack every lunch. Uh, So I try not to feel guilty or beat myself up, but that's hard. So maybe your listeners have some advice for me. One thing that I have done to spend more time with my kids is weave them into my work. Uh, I've got two pro VO kids now. They've they've, uh, grown up babbling in the mic and hanging out in my studio. At one point, my oldest, when she was about three years old, I, I just heard a demo come together. So we made her a demo, and she started auditioning. Uh, she's been really successful. She loves it. And now, of course, little brother has to follow in big sister's footsteps. So we truly have a family business now. Um, they're in the studio with me. They help me choose takes. We talk about voiceover when we're watching TV or in the movies. And so it's really fun to have them uh, be a part of it. 
And the last thing I want to say is I think it's important to recognize when you need help. I don't believe we can do it all. So having strong supports is really important, whether that's an editor or an assistant, uh, a nanny. About five years ago, we joined the au pair program, which is uh, when you invite a nanny from another country to come and live with you. And since then, we've invited four au pairs into our home from Finland, Colombia, Italy, and Mexico. And that's really been a game changer. It's really It's been a loving experience extension of our family who helps us keep the train on the tracks. Um, My kids adore having a big sister figure in our home, and we get to learn about their countries, their customs, and food, and the language. It's it's been a truly fantastic experience for us. It's allowed us to manage our businesses and take on more creative pursuits, have more fun uh, as a family. That's it. That's kind of my mindset and how I approach juggling motherhood with career. I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, no matter how you're doing it. I hope you feel like you're rocking it and enjoying the journey. Take care. Thank you. Following your true north, letting go of guilt, and recognizing when you need help. Yes. Last but not least, Christy Harst is going to share a personal story of motherhood and voiceovers. Hi, my name is Christy Harst, and I have been doing voiceover work and on-camera work for 15 years, but solely just voiceover work for about the last five years. And I am the mother of two young children, and I want to share a story with you about kind of letting it all go. (laughs) Letting it flow, if you will. Just releasing and letting things happen and staying strong amidst it all. I have a little boy and a little girl. And about five years ago, I had met Roy Yokelson at my very first voiceover conference. And Roy is often referred to as Uncle Roy. He produces a lot of demos for people in our industry. And I decided that I wanted him to produce my commercial demo. So we were going through the process. And um, basically, you know, he likes to talk to you a couple times before you actually go and record. And so we were on our second or third conversation. Keep that one in mind, ladies, because... I'm still trying to be professional. Like, we don't like no-know each other. We just know each other. So we're having this video chat, and I couldn't find a sitter. At the time, my son was, I think, two, and my daughter was three and a half. And so I did everything to prep for this phone call or video chat accordingly. I did bowls of candy. I did iPads. I did TV. I did stuffed animals. I did books. I did it all. And if you're judging about the candy, there's no shame in my game. I do it all the time. I'm not afraid to, you know, admit it. So I start the phone conversation. I can hear the kids playing in the playroom. La-di-da-di, everything is great. Then about 10, 15 minutes into the conversation, I notice it's too silent. So I ask Roy if he could just hold on just a second. I just want to check something in the other room. I didn't press mute, which I probably should have, because I walked 10 feet into the playroom. And let me set the scene for you. My son is sitting naked in one of the kid chairs. He's dirty around his nether regions because his dirty diaper is thrown into the corner of the playroom. He has not been wiped, but clearly my daughter helped him out of the diaper and sat him down on the chair. My daughter is cutting his hair with children's scissors. And there's hair everywhere. There's hair on his shoulders. There's hair on the dirty nether regions. There's hair, hair, lots of hair. And I may or may not have kind of lost it because by the time I cleaned up everything 
and went back to the computer screen, Roy was basically pissing his pants laughing. These are the kind of things that we have to deal with. I know. We have the joy of working from home and mothering from home. Stay strong, B.O. Mamas. Stay strong. I love you, Christy Harst. So we've gotten a lot of really good suggestions on how to find balance and a really, really funny story about how that balance can go awry at times. Thank you, Christy. How I personally feel about finding balance with voiceovers and motherhood. Well, I think it's somewhat of an illusion, meaning if we get so caught up in trying to obtain that perfect amount of balance with our career and motherhood, it won't be there in my own life when I've set the intention and let it go. Now, sometimes that means managing an eight-year-old having a temper because he wants yet another snack before bed, a client wanting pickups ASAP, and totally getting why my own mother, when she was stressed, when I was growing up, she would always say under her breath, I should have become a nun. I should have become a nun. My wish for all the mamas, and especially the VO mamas out there, be kind to yourself. I love you all. Happy Mother's Day. Until next week. Here's to owning our voices 